Bridging the gap between people and technology. The Fireside Podcast is recorded and produced in Brisbane, Australia. And I am your host, Adam Bocut. And the Fireside Podcast is sponsored by Fire. And you're about to listen to episode 14, the current state of cybersecurity, online communities, and giving back with Viktor Vukovic. Welcome to the Fireside Podcast, and I'm your host, Adam Bokert. And I'm excited to introduce today's special guest, Viktor Vukovic, entrepreneur, cybersecurity superhero, electric scooter enthusiast welcome to the show victor how are you today hey adam thanks very much i'm very happy to be here good to hear good to hear excellent so uh yeah i was going to start off to with the with a few questions here for the uh the fireside podcast episode 14 and uh yeah it's uh it's bridging the gap between people and technology and uh, yeah excellent thanks for, for tuning in to, to the, all the listeners and the audience so all right Victor so first question what's your background and experience and what led you to what you're doing now for, for work and pleasure oh wow okay uh, look so I've done pretty much everything which uh, from, from being a milk delivery person and all the way to being a uh, a cyber superhero uh, right now. So I'd say my most of my professional career has been in, in risk. So I've I've been a risk analyst uh, for you know, nigh on about twenty years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so risk, uh, fifteen years of that has been uh, analysing risk in the physical world. And uh, about five years ago, I started getting very, very interested in um, looking at, in, at how physical risk translates into digital risk. Mm. And that led, led me into cybersecurity. So uh, here's where we are now. Uh, we've uh, actually, uh, and you know my, my business partner as well, we started about six months ago dreaming up how we can take cybersecurity and, and bring it to you know, bring it to regular people. So mm. cybersecurity seems to be one of those topics that when you talk about it, everyone kind of imagines that there are these, you know, white hat, black hat guys sitting in, in rooms in bunkers and all sorts of stuff. And yeah, these big, these big hackers <laughs> are sort of, a, yeah. Yeah, and it, it doesn't need to be like that. We, we, we want to translate that back to, uh, you know, back to small business owners, back to people who, who actually need it the most. Mm. And um, yeah, so we actually formed a, a formed a, a company. Am I allowed to plug this or? Uh... Yeah, do what? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, what I was gonna I was gonna ask on your second question as well. And at the end, you'll you'll get a um, a dedicated section where you can you can plug whatever you want, Victor. It's it's all good because this, as I said, this is um, the Fireside Podcast. It's bridging the gap between people and technology. So mm. whatever, however, what however you'd like to to share that that that's fine so what i was going to do it is it does relate to this so the second question for you victor is uh what are you currently working on and why is it important to you so this will relate to, and you can you can say mm-hmm. what you know what you're what you're doing in cybersecurity because i know you're working with um it's uh, it's luke as well isn't it with uh, yeah. yeah 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 go for it 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it, it actually goes back to what I was uh, just saying about, you know, that, that crossing over from uh, looking at physical risk and looking at uh, crossing over into cyber risk and how, how those things, um, you know, how they integrate together and, and how they work together. So uh, as I said, you know, people, it goes into what you're doing, right? Bridging between people and technology. How, how do you how do you explain some of that? So, in in the physical world, obviously, if you have a a business, you've got a shop front, you've got some locks on the doors, you've got, um, uh, you know, you you have a lock on the door, and you've got a camera inside the store, and that sort of stuff. So, so how do you translate that into into the cyber world? How do you how do you apply cybersecurity in the same kind of with the same concept? Yes. So. Yeah, so, so this is what, what we're working on is, is to actually be able to deliver something that is as simple as that. It's, it's like, how do I know that my door is locked? How do I know, you know, am I monitoring what's going on inside yeah. my store? So obviously I've got an online store. I've got a website. I've got, I've got some server space. Um, how do I protect that? And that's, so that's what, that's what I'm working on is, is, is how can I make that as simple as, as possible for a small business to be able to implement something like that definitely so it sounds if it, it does relate well to what you were doing before when it comes to risk so you've, i can imagine you've got the uh, the security risk of, of cyber security for, for businesses and i like how you've made it very simple and the analogy of the, of the locked door as well because yeah i i'm the same as uh, what you suggested quite a lot of people i you know used to say use the word cyber security and in my mind it comes up with that uh, you know that those those sort of viral youtube videos that comes up with the anonymous <laughs> so yeah it's really good to kind of simplify it and I, I like how you've done that um so with uh why so why is this important to you specifically to to do this sort of work oh look so the first reason why it's important is because i i actually love it i yeah. i really really genuinely love it and and if you're going to you know devote a, a fair chunk of your time and and career to to a project or or some sort of work you really need to be passionate about it i mean you know this is a third of your life we're talking about so um that's that's the first reason the second reason is i i genuinely think that it gives back to to the community because i i would hazard a guess that 90 percent of people have a very very little uh idea of of what's really happening in the cyber world and um uh, we know that from statistics because most businesses, uh, sorry, it's something like like ninety percent of businesses that have been hacked don't actually mm. even know about it for yes. for up to a year. So wow. um, what I what I want to do is provide visibility so that you know if somebody's compromised your system, you actually know about it and you can actually do something about it. So uh, that that's kind of you know trying to trying to give people a little bit of control back to themselves. I mean. Uh, Back, take it back to physical world. Mm-hmm. If somebody was to, if somebody's to break into your shop, you'd know about it. You'd rock up the next morning. You go, oh, someone's broken into my shop. Okay, let's call the glass people. Let's call the police, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and we'll sort it out. If somebody broke into your network, chances are, and in ninety percent of uh, t- uh, cases, you won't know about it for you know nine months to a year. And that that to wow. me is that, yeah, that, that to me yeah. is unacceptable. <laughs> so the re- reason why I'm doing this. Is, is giving people the power uh, to 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 be able to um know what's going on. 
Amazing. Yeah, I did, I did not even know that. So I really appreciate you sharing with, with me and, and the listeners and our audience uh, this, this perspective because it's, uh, it's definitely important. And I'm really, I'm really glad that you're, um, you're doing something you love and you're passionate about because I, I completely agree with you. It's, if you're going to be dedicating you know, your time and quarter of your, of your time to, 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 want to your projects, you've got to love it or be passionate about it because uh, that's definitely gonna gonna help you and i really really love the focus on community as well because that is something that um the our, our sponsors for the podcast fire are passionate about as well so it's 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 huge and i've got a few questions coming up about about community as well and it's great that you're using your projects what you're focused on what you're doing what you're passionate about to serve the the community the wider community as well and now that's mm. that is absolutely fantastic so all right. What a what a next question here for you, Victor. What emerging technologies are you interested or concerned about, and why? Well, you and I have uh, spoken at length a, a few times, I think, um, over a, a bunch of technology. I mean, mm. I, I really, really like the blockchain technology, and you know, you know, I'm a very, very big supporter of, of it. Um, yes. Uh, so, uh, and, and that is definitely something that, that we want to, um, implement in, in cybersecurity. Um, can't really, um, talk too much about it yet, but, um, essentially it is a way of protect, protecting data and it, it is a way that you, you can actually keep data secure from, from hackers. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that's, that's pretty, um, that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, so so from a computer perspective, I think that is very, very, very cool, and something I'm really passionate about of, uh, from another side is is obviously environmental uh, issues. So I think the technology Beautiful. that's coming out is obviously renewable um, energy. Anything that you know involves not having to burn things to generate energy is really, really cool. I think. Uh, so to that end, look, electric cars, I think, you know, chances are in, in 10 to 15 years, probably m- more than half of us will be driving them. I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's starting to, to come along as well. You've got the big companies like like Tesla as well are starting to uh, to roll out quite a, a lot of electric cars as well. So, yeah, and I even, um, well, specifically, what sort of what sort of things specifically are, are you excited about when it comes to electric cars? Are you sort of, you want to yeah, adopt it yourself quickly use electric car or um do you what do you find is going to, to help possibly improve that when it comes to uh you know quicker adoption of electric cars and renewable environment this you know sort of technology is better for the environment look it's absolutely uh it's no secret that every single car manufacturer out there is actually developing uh cars i mean you mentioned tesla they're uh you know very uh well known because obviously elon musk is out there and he's he's um he's done an amazing job of flying the flag and saying here's what we can do is if we actually put some effort into it mm-hmm. um but look i mean hyundai uh has, has put out a, a a couple of amazing electric vehicles which you can you can buy now um oh, they're, okay they're, yeah they're they're uh they're not as you know they're not as sexy as as the tesla models yeah but you know you can you can drive a car for you know 300 kilometers in one charge they they accelerate better than than petrol cars 
Um, obviously, they don't burn anything, and so, so they're clean from that perspective. And, and they're pretty amazing. Uh, but look, the technology that's going into these things is pretty amazing too. I mean, I, I was I was in China a couple of a uh, couple of years ago, and mm -hmm. you'd be you'd be surprised to know that they actually have an internal uh, motor vehicle market, which is which is uh, electric for electric vehicles. So when I was in Shanghai, um, I, I jumped in a um, like an Uber style, um, you know, rideshare uh, vehicle, and it was electric. I'd never seen one of these things before. I, I can't even remember what the brand was, but it was like jumping into a spaceship. So yeah, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> really quiet, aren't they? As well, super quiet. Mm, oh, absolutely. So, so this is the, the technology is just amazing, and you know, so these things drive themselves a lot. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. So you know you'll be able to uh, uh, you know pretty soon you'll be able to jump into a, a vehicle. It'll drive you to work, and you know you can potentially be doing a, a little bit of work whilst you're being driven. And um, and I think this this is one of the the things that Elon brought up uh, to to say. Well, maybe if you're not using your vehicle whilst you're at work, the vehicle can be out there ride sharing itself and and actually generating some income for you. Um, yeah. whilst, whilst you're at work doing whatever you need to be doing. So, so, you know, you, you keeping, you know, keeping more cars off the road and, and yeah, I mean, technology makes that possible. So mm. it, to me, it's, that, that's just really, really cool and exciting. That is, there's so many, uh, so many solutions combined in, in that one, one, one solution of, uh, of electric cars. And yeah, I will we'll definitely look, I'll look into the, the Hyundai, cars as well because it's very easy when it's uh, when it's quite you know blanketed blanketed across the across media for example you know elon musk flying the flag for, for tesla so it's good to to look at some some other other alternatives other different brands as well um so moving forward here uh, victor is how do you think technology can help people and organizations and how can tech help or hinder Wow, this is uh, this is an amazing question. It's probably a, a very good uh, timing for the question because we've all experienced this. I mean, you know, we've just uh, we're living through. You know, I'm not going to say we we've lived through it. Uh, it. Certainly, maybe in Queensland we have, but globally, uh, COVID nineteen essentially meant that we've had to lock people away at home to to do all sorts of stuff. So so how does technology help? I mean communication i mean this this interview that we're doing now this chat yeah. you know this this 20 years ago this would not have been possible right we, we couldn't have just had a chat recorded it and broadcast it to you know well anyone who, who cares to take a look mm. uh, 20, 20 years ago we would have needed needed special equipment uh all sorts of stuff and and you know this this communication really wasn't as as good as it was but um i mean how, how did uh, so people can now do their work without having to leave home. Uh, and that goes back to what we were saying about transport before. I mean, if you're not having to jump in your car, drive, you know, drive to work, all that sort of stuff, well, you've just taken a car off the road for a, for a couple of hours of the day. Um, you know, you've, uh, you've saved a, a stack of your life and your time in commuting uh, so I think that that helps people and I think it helps businesses, you know, businesses are no longer having to, to, to actually have dedicated desks for people. That, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's uh, even the, there's, there's even talk of 
I think it's a bit extreme but saying death of the office. So mm. lots of lots of businesses are starting to understand and realise post COVID that the the office isn't as you know potentially critical than than people thought. So yeah, it's it's definitely quite interesting where where we're heading at the moment. Um, so moving moving forward, or, or do you have anything else to to add on that on that question there? Where, oh, where look, we, I mean, we help and hinder. Well, so so the, that was the second part of your question was around the the hindrance and mm. hindrance hindrance is is really just the flip side of that coin because anything that you do carries a certain amount of um, challenges and risks to it. And that's another thing that we've seen over the over the last you know five months or so is that because of in, increased internet usage, you know people have found that uh, you know their, their internet speeds weren't helping. That was challenging. You know people are trying to sh- sh- shop from home, yeah, and they they couldn't log onto websites. I mean that they, they had to redesign websites so that websites had waiting lines. I mean. <laughs> oh yeah that's kmart uh no is it kmart or yeah, yeah big, i believe it was i believe it was uh, walmart it was one of the big ones yeah yeah, yeah. Huge. So, so i mean like okay so if we're transferring the physical world into into digital world ideas mm-hmm. we're, we've now we're now forming queues you know on websites so that yeah. people people can actually spend the spend time looking at websites and it's it's just it's crazy how the uh, you know to me, and this is why I, I love the cyber world so much. Is is what it does? Is it you know, it uh, it literally translates what's in the physical world into the into the dig- digital world, and that's that's really really cool. But yeah, look, so uh, each you know coin has you know two faces, and and the, the upside is you get all this wonderful technology that can really help you and accelerate your work life. It can you know really uh yeah become more efficient at delivering whatever it is that you're doing for work mm-hmm. uh or even for, for personal you know things like like uh photography i mean think back back to photography you know 50 years ago you took a photograph uh you know of the family on on holidays and that was it you know you, you brought back and you, you had a bit of an album and that sort of thing and you had to store all of that now i mean i i think you know, I've got tens of thousands of, of um, photos and videos and, and things like that, right? Like, and um, it's now become too much because now now photography is just one of those things we take for granted. I mean, yeah, we can. True. Yeah. Um, and on the iPhone as well, there's I've got so many photos that I <laughs> that I have to delete sometimes because it yeah. fills up my fills up the memory on the on the actual device. So yeah, doesn't adjust. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. Um, so moving, moving forward, and I'm really, really appreciating your insights here, Victor, is to the, to the future. So what, uh, where do you personally foresee AI and robotics to progress in the next 10 to 20 years or anything around that, those sorts of technologies? Yeah, that's a really, really uh, interesting question. So uh, we talk a lot about AI. I mean, you're hearing more and more about AI. Mm, it's almost like a buzzword now, isn't it? AI, but then what does it mean? It's like cyber, you know, you talk about cybersecurity. It's kind of, yeah. you get this in this age, but what, how would you describe that? Or, you know, where do you foresee it? Yeah, well, so, so a, lot, a lot of people are doing a lot of work on trying to figure out what a you know what ai looks like and mm-hmm. you know how do you how do you, you sort of crack that thing where you, you know you've you've created a machine that thinks for itself that's 
and it, it's been one of those holy grails of of, of IT world for, for a very very long time. And so, um, you know, they've designed this uh, thing called a Turing test, where they you so see you write a computer program and then you you know you make this computer program talk to a real person, and that real you know can the computer fool the real person so the real person thinks that the computer is a, is a real you know another real person and uh, mm -hmm. so if, if it can pass that test then it's considered you know that's it's considered kind of like oh it's an intelligent being and and so they've done this they've they've actually uh, created some computer programs and you can you can talk to a computer program and uh, look you could you could do this on the internet yourself every, you know all day every day you can go there's there, there is there's little chat bots you click on it and you ask it some questions and it'll respond. So it's, it's an automatic. It's actually just a computer and it's responding. It's programmed to respond to you. So like an, al like an algorithm. Yeah, absolutely. But, but and, still and kind of seems like yeah. a, an intelligent human, an artificial intelligence. C correct. Correct. Mm. But look, essentially it will do that until it gets to a point where it doesn't understand what you're trying to get at. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and look, and we've had we've had this technology for you know off oh, well over a decade. I mean, um, you know, I remember doing doing some courses uh, through through university, and and they had this. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's a Microsoft thing it's called Watson, and uh, you know, and this thing's amazing, and it can ask it all sorts of questions, and it will respond almost like a real person. It's it's really really quite cool. But uh, when look, we're nowhere near artificial intelligence on the same way and say the same wavelength that a human thinks you know mm -hmm. you know the, the machines are not self-aware they they respond in in a way that uh, that appears human-like um, but it's all you know it, it's pre-programmed they're not self-aware they don't think in terms of self-preservation they don't think mm. uh, you know, in terms of trying to to gain an advantage for themselves or or, or, or some of those I suppose what you might say human traits. I mean, I, I, the ones I've listed are not, you know, not purely human, but, yes. uh, <laughs> but it, you know, we certainly don't want to be programming these ultra smart computers to be greedy. Right? Um, so, yeah, it reminds me of this. Of, uh, is it, was it the Doctor Who Exterminate? <laughs> no, those, uh, those uh, what are those things called? Uh, the no, Daleks. The that's Daleks. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we, we certainly certainly don't want Daleks, and we don't no. want Terminator. We don't, don't want the Terminator, right? We don't no. want that. Um, so look, AI. It's it's really really cool, and I mean the algorithms that that people are writing are really really amazing. And mm. and and as I said, I mean you could. You could jump online and you could find one of these chatbots and you could have a conversation. You could kind of go, wow, this is so close to having a, a conversation with a real person that I, I really couldn't, couldn't tell the difference. Um, but yeah, look, we're not there, right? We're, we're not yeah. going to see, you know, you jump on YouTube, you'll see robots, you know, running around and, and jumping over things and all sorts of stuff, right? Like that's just humans programming, uh, you know, machines to do things. Uh, those machines are not thinking thinking for themselves, and we're we're nowhere near that. Um, yeah. So so yeah, uh, where is that technology going? It's going to get more and more sophisticated. Um, those machines will be able to do things that that you know they haven't been able to previously. You know, maybe in ten or fifteen years, we might might even have you might be able to duck, duck down to you know your local supermarket and buy yourself a robot that's going to clean the house for you. 
Oh, that'd um, be nice. Make cups of coffee and tea. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you, you'll yeah. probably be able to do this. I mean, you know, like mm. the, the uh, but that, I don't think that's anything to do with AI. I think that's just technology getting better. I mean, sensors right. get better and all that sort of stuff. And um, even, yeah, that reminds me of uh, also you know, sensors that you've got the um, internet of things as well, isn't it? IOT and it's going it's to connect to, connect things up um even to you we talked about you, you mentioned about electric cars and electric vehicles and how they're autonomous and how it can all be linked up i'm sure there's quite a lot of there's going to be quite a lot of solutions in the future that's, that's going to help us um help as well um hmm. oh well, well sorry you go no 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 as i said absolutely yeah you're absolutely yeah. right i mean of, of things yeah uh things are going to be talking to each other uh, your fridge is going to talk to your tv and uh you know your um you know washing machine is going to talk to your bath and all sorts of things are going to be happening in the background so yeah it's it's, yeah, it's really it's really cool definitely cool uh all right so where are we where are we now so what i was going to ask is what are your bit of a general question we've kind of talked about it but it'd be nice to get a bit of an overview so victor what are your thoughts on the current state of the world Uh, okay, so are we talking technology-wise, or are we just talking generally? Just in, in general, kind of on the context-wise of what we've, what we've talked about. So it kind of a, a bit of generalizes it uh, in a sense of, you know, you talked about COVID, you talked about technology. Just in the general sort of current state, where, where we are right now, you know, from your perspective or where you, where you think the world is, uh, the current state of, of, of where we're at. It could include, you know, the use of technology, where, you know, people's you could talk you talk about moral whatever wherever you however you you choose to define that the question look uh, i think that there's uh, many different ways you could answer that question but i think the yeah a very important uh, thing to to realize is that everything in the world sort of moves through, moves through cycles so so mm, we go through yes. cycles of how how things kind of progress through the world and it, it's, a, it's a it's a little bit you know like you, you kind of imagine through history there's like a curvy wave you know and we uh, you know so we go we go up you know and we we achieve these amazing things and then all of a sudden you know perhaps perhaps life becomes a bit too easy so you know we sort of start tracking down a little bit but i mean generally if you draw a line through it we're moving upwards right like mm. we're, we're getting better and you know it, that's right there's well there's always progress and it's it's not i mean technology just makes things um you know so much easier and quicker and everything else and i think those cycles are accelerating as well so you know whereas you know maybe look at history between you know world war one world war two you know we had a period of you know a relative sort of peace and there was a little bit of progress but then we sort of descended back into that you know and then obviously that was a horrible time and then we came out of that and we went oh okay but things are kind of getting better again but then we went to cold war and that took you know 30 40 50 years and then so we got got out of that and there was progress again and so where and, are we now uh, where are we right now we're, so yeah, on that yeah. cycle where would you yeah. say we're, we're at now well uh unfortunately i'd say we're, we're kind of tracking downwards a little mm. bit as, as a as a as a civilization especially feels that way doesn't it yeah yeah so, so you know we had all, all this progress you know like if you rewind the clock you know 10 or 15 years and you kind of go like what have we accomplished you know you go well jesus like in that time we've we've 
just think about the iPhone, right? Like I remember the first time I saw one and it was just, it was amazing. Like all of a sudden we had this thing that it had, you know, it was everything in your pocket. It was, uh, you know, it was music in your pocket. It was internet in your pocket. It was your email, obviously a telephone, um, a camera. It was everything, you know, like all of these things that you, you know, uh, previously to that you had to have, you know, five or six different things that you'd have to carry around to accomplish what one you know, bit of technology just put together into a, into a small box and you go, well, wow, okay, we've accomplished that. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, we were developing, um, you know, private space companies and, and cars and things like that, you know, and, and you kind of felt that there was a lot of progress and people were working together to, to, to build new things. And that was, that was really, really exciting. And I, I, I still, you know, think about like, wow, you know, we were coming up with these amazing, amazing new technologies and new ideas uh, engineers were working so hard to 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 you know come up with all these this this new stuff right and then uh all of a sudden you know like um you know the the news just becomes really dark you know there's this there's terrorism and there's um war and everything else you know and it, and Mass it's, it's fear ongoing. going around yeah yeah and it's it's ongoing you know and and you know and so we we've had uh, and you know like uh, covid's really really terrible but you know we've had other pandemics in the meantime i mean we we had ebola uh, that that came up um, some years ago we had you know, swine flu, avian flu, all that sort of stuff. Look, so, and I think, you know, there, there might be a bit of a duality in in what happens. So, you know, you you can't have it too good for too long because you've got to have some bad as well in order to contrast and kind of appreciate how good things can be. And Agreed. So yeah, I completely yeah. agree because then you can get a bit, uh, you know, not, maybe even take it for granted, and then it kind of weak. It can weaken your resilience possibly. What yeah. What do you think? Yeah, well, that's that's exactly. I think that's that's the the point that I think we agree on, and uh, that, that I was trying to kind of demonstrate that mm. you know we had this upwards curve, and then we sort of reached a peak of that, and and so now we're kind of tracking down. We're we're still tracking down. I, I I'm not seeing, you know, until this this COVID fear and and everything else that's uh, that's been generated until that dissipates. You know, there's a lot of mistrust in the world. You know, people are kind of pointing fingers and trying to blame people and everything else. Mm. And I, I got swept up in that as well. I have to admit, you know, and I was like, oh, same. <laughs> you got to blame. You got to blame someone. You got to blame these people. You got to blame those people. Well, yeah. Maybe we don't have to blame people. Maybe we can just actually listen to to logic and reason and just say, is it, it. is it that hard? Is it that hard to? stay you know one and a half meters away from other people uh not cough on them and if you feel sick stay at home for you know until you get better mm, like simplify it, is, yeah is it is it really <laughs> that hard you know yeah. do, do we really need to need to go and protest our personal liberties just because we've been asked to kind of not get other people sick yeah um, mate yeah interesting <laughs> maybe yeah. it's just got so it's got so easy in a way that we've you know we've had it so good that you know there's got to be something we can people can push back get i don't i don't know it's it's definitely brought up some interesting points you you brought there. i like the the the, in, the you got the risk you know you're interested in in risk and a part of the the work you do and, and you mentioned that really important word trust and i agree with you it's 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 been reduced so it's uh, it's definitely um on the word a, a word that's really prominent uh, at the moment is trust and it kind of leads on to a question I would like to, to ask, which is relates to people and technology and bridging the gap as well is, so what are your, what have, 
what are your thoughts on online and offline communities? Are you involved in any and how relevant do you think they are to business and life? And, and that, that's around the context of, you know, trust and, and managing risk mm -hmm. and those sorts of things and people. Sure. Yeah. Uh, look, so online communities. Yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm, you know, member of uh, several, uh, you know, from, from various, uh, you know, whether it's from personal development uh, all the way to, to business development. Um, you know, I mean, look, we're, we're, a, we're a social animal, right? Like we're, as humans, we like to interact with other people. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think it's a very small number of people who, who kind of like to lock themselves away and, and not, you know, interact with other people. So mm, lone um, wolf. Yeah, that's right. So, so online communities are very, very important and, um, you know, and they allow people from, you know, from great distances to, to, you know, to exchange ideas and to, to, you know, kind of have that community spirit. And I think that that's pretty cool. Um, although, you know, younger people find that to be a lot, you know, a lot easier to, to do, uh, older people, perhaps not so much. I mean, look, uh, I, I have kids and, and my oldest, he is, you know, quite engaged online with, you know, talking to a lot of friends and, and, and all that sort of thing all the time. For me, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little bit older, but I, I prefer to, uh, you know, to have a human contact, so being offline. Likewise, and, yeah. Yeah, and look, and I think it's it's a generational thing. Uh, I really do. I think that uh, the the more you think about generations, you you kind of think that the older generation do still prefer uh, you know face to face contact and all that sort of thing. So it, it's very you know it's very important to yes. to to have that community uh, community spirit. I mean, communities are, are you know well, well that's how we've we've developed this you know. Uh, civilization that we're in right um without communities that, that would not be possible so um you know it's yeah yeah so yeah and um with, with that with uh, with communities and the importance of them and and ha and the, you know differences between ages and, and how they um sort of use or or are au fait with offline or online communities how or in other words, what are your what are your views on a specific utility for, of communities? For example, when it comes to business, so what are views on the what are your views on the importance of productivity, and how do you think your team uh, could be more productive when it comes to using online communities? For example. Uh, okay, so. Uh... So just trying to bridge the bridge the gap or kind of link if would 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 communities be useful for would you say for businesses and to increase productivity or or around that sort of idea and and use uh, yeah look I, I mean so uh, in in my my professional career I've I've certainly seen the you know. I mean, even from a, from a corporate level, there's there's been an attempt to get people talking online in order to achieve, you know, an exchange of ideas and and you know, building sort of like a, a corporate um, 
a corporate community and that sort of thing. And, and that's mm-hmm. cer- certainly, you see a lot of that these days, you know, a lot of, um, you know, and during the COVID times, you know, uh, a lot of companies try and do like a weekly, you know, catch up where you get like hundreds of people jumping on Zoom meetings and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. So it kind of creates a bit of a, bit more of a sense of community without, without being physically yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 interesting, you know, because obviously you know everyone's you know everyone's sitting home, you know they've got their tracksuit pants uh, <laughs> under underneath, but they're, uh, they're on the top, nice, party in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Designer shirt on top and uh, pajama pants on the bottom. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, look, so it's it is important to do those things i i think and i think technologies of uh, allows us to do those sorts of things um but the, again as we as we talked about before there's a bit of bit of duality around that as well because if you if you try and push it too much i think um it, it kind of you know it, it forces people into situations where perhaps they didn't need to be you know i mean not mm. every you know, at that to that point um, you know, you've, you've got a company that's got like a couple of hundred people. Do you really need 200 people to be jumping on, on a call at a certain time every single week? Would mm. you do that? In, would you do that in real life? And, and Good that, point. A, yeah. I like how you connect the, you know, physical and non-physical. You know, and yeah. offline. So, so that's, that's really the, the, I think that the, the, the most important question is why do we do, why should we do things differently in the digital world? Than, yeah. than we would in the real world you know why why do we need to you know specify that it has to be like this uh you know why can't we break it down into smaller you know smaller groups and you know uh yeah so uh, it, it's i don't know i think it's a, a an important question to consider and how, how we build online communities and, and why do we you know, expect them to be different to what you'd see you know in in offline communities De- definitely you don't want to make you don't want to you don't want it to be contrived because then it's then it's it's it transfers offline well on offline transfer transfers to online as well and it's uh i like how you have compared that and it does make sense to approach it in a, in a similar way and i agree with you with that so specifically more for for your what you're doing now what's uh what's the current state of cybersecurity in australia and what do you think companies should do to protect their customers and team members data and privacy oh wow uh well that's a, <laughs> uh, a very important question right now because um you know look just last week you know we had all of these uh, things in the media where ev- everyone who was anyone was talking about cyber security and cyber risk and how there was state sponsors sponsored attackers out there and everything else uh look cyber security is 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 not going to go away um and it's it's actually uh it's exactly the same as you would expect in the physical world so you have some important data or people or property or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that uh that it's relatively secure so the current state of play is we in Australia are we're years behind where you know where America is or where, where some some of the European nations are. Um, we're years behind where China are. You know, I mean that they they you know they have a branch of their military which 
all they do is cybersecurity and cyber warfare. So uh, we're years and years behind. Uh, and but but it, it doesn't have to be that that difficult as as I pointed out before. It's it's like, you know, you have a business or you have a, a you know even personal shop front. Yeah, well, whether whether it's a shop front or whether it's just um, you know even you personally, you know, when you you leave the house in the morning, you lock the door and um, you know you make sure that uh, the the windows are, are secured and that sort of thing, and you take it for granted that you know those things are going to be like that when you come home. So I think people need to have a, a similar attitude to, um, to, to cybersecurity. So firstly, it's just understanding what does your digital world look like? For most people, it's, uh, it, it, it's that phone that, you're, you know, that you've got in your, in your pocket right now. Okay, like that, that comprises 80% of your digital existence um, because that's how you interact with the digital world. It's your, um, you know, it's your communication device, it's your email device, you, you, know, you can even do some business on it uh, and all that sort of thing. So how do you make sure that um, what's on there is secure? Very, very simple things. Um, so antivirus, everyone's heard the word, uh, you know, some antivirus is better than other antivirus, but essentially have, have some, right? So it, mm -hmm. it, costs, some, it costs some money, um, but guess what? You know, your house, you have locks on the door, right? Those things cost money, okay? You, you, yeah. like, you, you don't just walk into Bunnings and just grab a lock and take it home. A little padlock. <laughs> a little padlock for your door. Yeah. Right. But but that's that. It's exactly the same thing in in the digital world, right? That that padlock for for your front door, um, for your phone, or for your your home computer, or for your business computer, it costs some money, and it's not a lot of money, um, but it costs something, right? So so get that, okay? That's a very simple thing you can do. Mm -hmm. um, so whether it's for your business or whether it's for your uh, for your personal, you know, just, just you get a subscription, you install it, uh, it updates itself, and that'll protect you from malware. That's number one. Uh, number two, um, so multi-factor authentication, right? Uh, I don't know if, if you you're aware of this or if you know what this yeah, is. Yeah, I've uh, used it on a, a couple of. Is it where have you, the the Google Authenticator it, it randomly does six numbers and then you put put it in each time? Is that is that the is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, well, that's 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 one of one of the things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you can definitely use it, and, and obviously Google Authenticator is is pretty cool. Um, you can use that, but um, uh, the 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 simpler ones. So your bank, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a, there's a little thing that you can turn on in your in your internet banking that says that you know you can't make a transfer unless it sends you a code to your gotcha. telephone, right? Now that one little thing. So if somebody was was to able to get your internet banking password or or any password, but in order to use it, they needed, you know, uh, an SMS to to be received or something like that. Right. That makes it a hundred times, a thousand times harder for a, for a hacker to use your password. Right. Right. It's really important. So, so do that. Multi-factor authentication. It's it's almost every single thing, every single website, every single place where you use your password nowadays will have the option of doing that. And it basically, it's it's as simple as receiving an email or receiving an SMS, which just says, "Here's your code. Put that into that web page, and then you're good good to go." So, but for, so for worth a hacker, it. yeah, for mm. a hacker to bypass that. Um, you know, it, it's a thousand times harder for them, right? I mean, they can still get get around it, but 
they're opportunistic. It's 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 like the it's like the criminal is walking down down the side of the street and he sees your your, your door open. And he goes, well, that door's open. I'm just right. going to run in there and grab mm. some stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's where we're at. So, uh, if you can just do those two things, um, you'll be you know you'll be a hundred times more secure online than than um, uh, than you you would be otherwise. Right. How many people? How many do you do you have any sort of indication or um idea or stats on how many people actually use those things that are available to them you know for example you use the example of the bank uh, because I, i've i've i i do use that as well but i can imagine there's quite a number of people that have the option or don't even know they have the option or don't use it and uh, it, they could be sort of missing out on that on that um that extra security Oh look, it's it's um, it's ludicrous. So we uh, at Encipher we we do um, we do these phishing campaigns, right? And um, essentially, and that's we, not we, that's not spelled with an F, is it? Just to clarify, no, <laughs> no it's, it, well, you can spell it any way you like. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but all, all it is, all it is, is we do this in order to train people. So we we try and mm. trick people into clicking on the link and providing their credentials, and um, so. If I can do that, and so my mum's a great example, right? Like my mum has been fished a, a, a thousand times. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, and I'm sure that if you go on the dark web and, and you, you put my mum's name in there, her name will be in the top <laughs> 10 people to, to try and extort, right? Um, oh, because she'll yeah. click on links and then they'll say, hey, if you sign up for this thing, um, you know, it's going to be amazing and, and uh, you know, uh, you'll be healthier and happier and wealthier than you have ever been before. You'll get a million dollars transferred into, you, into your account. <laughs> All that stuff, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. So, and, and, you know, like I've, I've actually trained my mum to, to ask me before she signs up for anything anymore right, and she right. does now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so most people use the same password and the same email address for everything. And so as soon as you go in there and sign up for this thing, uh, that goes into a database of some hacker somewhere. And then they start, start going, well, I'll try that for, you know, try to break into your email, try to break into your, uh, you know, whatever it is. So anyway, point uh, going back to the phishing campaigns now. Uh, so we run these things and uh, about uh, 40% of uh, of everyone that we that we target um, actually yeah clicks on these links right and it doesn't it seems to be you know you can make it very unsophisticated right like I mean it's a, it's an email uh, that has a weird email address and says hi this is your admin person mm. uh, we need you to click on the below link because there's, there's a problem with your account and you need to fix it Right, it's it doesn't even look good. It's it's just text on a page. Right, and and forty percent of people will click on the link. It's uh, <laughs> it's like uh, it's like one of those things like when you're driving along and and um you know and there's been you know this police on the side of the road, so you slow down to like ten k's an hour because you have to see what's going on. Right, like forty percent of people will click on this thing. So FOMO, um, isn't it? Fear of missing yeah. out. They just want to they just want to <laughs> see what's behind the link. That's right. That's right. And if they're busy as well, like imagine if they're busy as well and they just they don't check. They just right. I'll click it. Yeah. Well, even even with with businesses, and we we ask the question because we we go back in and we ask people, why did you click click on it? 
and they go, oh, I just wanted to see what was on the other side. Like, you know, so, so, so you go, so you knew it was a scam, but you they still did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that goes back to, you know, trust and, and risk and, and why people do things. Almost there's some, some psychology there as well with the, you know, they just want to, they're, they're nudged to do something. They just do it because it's human nature or, or specific people. But it's, it's interesting, 40% of people do that in a, in a court, you know, in a, in a work environment. So yeah, it's sounds as if you, you, you guys are doing some important work here to, to help, help people to, to be more protected. It's the edge. It sounds like it's, ed, you know, education's a, a big part of it as well to, um, to build trust and, and, you know, manage and mitigate risk. So yeah, it's, it's great. You're doing that. So the fishing, fishing campaign is, is what you're doing at the moment. Oh, look, it's, it's, it's one of those things. But uh, look, I mean, go, go back to your, your uh, statement around uh, communities. Yes. So one of, one of, the, one of the things that uh, Luke and I uh, have uh, been developing recently, and we, we will be launching it soon, is uh, have, you, have you ever been uh, at the receiving end of one of these things when, you know, your phone rings and, you know, it, it's a Melbourne number and you go, well, if it's from Melbourne, it must be important. So you, you pick up. And, uh, and, and so it's some guy on the, on the other end of the, the line and he's like, Hey, this is David from Telstra. Right. And, um, and you go, right. Oh, it's Telstra. It must be important. Right. It's, it's Telstra and they're calling from Melbourne. So, so I definitely want to be talking to this person. He goes, look, uh, I don't know if, if you got all of our, uh, you know, all of our, um, emails and, and our letters that we've sent you, but your internet's about to get cut off. Uh, unless you act urgently, right? mm. have you have you got have you had one of these? No, I haven't. But I've I've read about it and I've heard about it, and yeah, it's I can imagine people if they're busy or if they don't want their you know there's a mm. consequence by this you know perceived um, someone from Tel Dave from Telstra who's a you know he's a perceived expert. Then I can imagine that people mm. would just probably go ahead with it. Oh, it's and and it's it's crazy. So so you literally have you have these call centers set up in, uh, you know, various places around the, around the world. And they have guys that have these, these scripts. Hey, my name is David. I'm from Telstra. Like, you know, obviously, uh, if, if the guy's name is David, it's a pretty trustworthy name. I'm going to trust that mm. Telstra. I trust Telstra. And yeah. They're calling from an Australian number. They're calling from Melbourne, Melbourne, like important things happen in Melbourne. I've got to, uh, yeah, this mm. is, uh, <laughs> this is going to so be designed. Uh, yeah. They've designed, <laughs> designed it that way. Yeah. So, uh, so, Hey, you know, are you in front of your computer right now? I can help you fix it so that you don't lose your internet. Now I'm a little bit savvy around this stuff, you know, being, being a cyber risk, uh, uh, um, you know, a professional yeah, so, uh, security superhero. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. not, not, not self proclaimed by the way. Uh, but, um, Anyway, so, so what, what we've decided to do is we actually want to uh, design a, uh, a solution that we want to we put through to, you know, to the aged care industry and that sort of thing. Yeah. So we wanna, oh, amazing, we, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, so what we want to do is to, to give back more to the community. This is going to be, a, a, you know, a free service to, um, you know, to the elderly to kind of teach them what these scam wow. calls look like and yes. how... And, and just some simple things to, to ask, you know, uh, in order to, um, to protect themselves. So when you get that call and you, and, uh, oh yeah, it's, uh, you know, 
you know, it's John from the NAB, you know, I'm, I'm your personal banker and, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, really glad that you've, you've been banking with us, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I just need your help because, you know, there's a problem with your account. I've got to fix it. So would you mind, you know, just, just tell me a couple of things. First of all, I need you to identify yourself, right? Like, <laughs> Very professional, isn't it, John from from yeah. NAB, the uh, the yeah. yeah personal banker. Yeah. I could think of another word, but yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that's crazy. But but and, and we're so so used to that because he's going to ask me the questions that every bank asks me when 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 I call to identify myself. You know, your date of birth, your address, you know, your uh, your you know your mobile phone number, that that sort of stuff. Yeah, right? it's just dirty. So all of a sudden, private I've actually, yeah. Yeah, so I've I've actually just given somebody that I've never met mm. um, all of my personal information that they would then need to call um, the NAB and uh, and identify themselves. So yeah. anyway, so oh, yeah, wow. so w- w- what we want to do is we want to do do a bit of training around this and uh, and actually offer this to to you know well to the people that are most vulnerable because let's face it i mean pe- people in their 20s and their 30s are probably you know savvy enough to kind of a bit go, more savvy yeah, yeah. You know what yeah you know what thanks for the call what i'm going to do is i'm going to hang up i'm going to call telstra and i'm going to you know find out what's going on here right and at that point in time you know most most of these guys go oh you know well, i wouldn't be doing that uh but okay well look you know i've got to go now my boss is on my, on my case see you yeah. later click so it's just to have that have that kind of sentence ready, and then um, mm. educate the you know the you know the older older mm. older folk to to be protected. Because I've I've heard stories of you know, life savings being being kind of mm. scammed mm. out of people. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've got a lot of friends, and as I said, my my mum is is on the top ten list of of people to get scammed. Um, you know, I mean, she's she's been being you know she's in her you know late seventies, and she's been scammed out of thousands of dollars. Wow. Um, you know, um, this is so great that you're doing you're doing this, and it, it, it's giving back to the community as well. And it's it's absolutely fan, fantastic there. So, if what I'd like to because um, I am mindful of time as well is cool. um cool. if unless you've got have you got anything else you'd like to share w- around this um because i'm going to move on to the rapid fire questions and then no, we'll be please, please no, no yeah. let's, let's let's move through it mate let's, let's, let's do go exit it. now that 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 is great and i do really like the how you've um shared the the image and um i've definitely visualized the you know dave or john calling and if this is going to help you know one one person to, to protect them that that's that is that's absolutely fantastic so moving on to the the rapid fire questions for you so I'm just going to ask you a number a series of questions here victor and just you know answer nice and quickly and we'll have a bit of fun with this so first one which book has had the biggest impact on your life oh wow <laughs> tom sawyer <laughs> tom sawyer excellent you know, tom sawyer um yeah Excellent. Okay. And what's your favorite quote or motto? The edge. There is no other way to explain it because the only people who know where it is are those that have gone over. Right. Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, I love it. Ah, oh, Hunter S. Thompson. Awesome. The edge. Okay. And if you could choose one animal to be, what would it be and why? The albatross. I, uh, I, I like the idea of being able to cross vast distances by, you know, just floating on air. I'd love to be able to fly. Amazing. The albatross. That's awesome. Okay. And then 
All right, Victor, and finally, before we sign off, is there anything you'd like to share or promote to our audience? Yeah, look, so as I mentioned, uh, Luke and I, uh, and, and Luke's also a good friend of yours, we mm -hmm. run uh, a cybersecurity company called Encipher. And we How do you spell that? E-N-C-I-P-H-E-R. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So we're, we're dedicated. We, we have a, a, a vision and a mission to help small businesses be cyber secure. So, uh, you know, essentially, if you, if you have a small business, you, you, you will, uh, you know, you won't be sorry by having a chat to us about how to protect yourself on, online. Um, that, that's really, you know, I'm not going to try Perfect. and, you know, sell anything online. No. Or something like that. Have a chat to us. Look, we're, we're, we work as consultants in the same way that you might talk to any other consultant, so whether it be your, you know, solicitors or, or accountants or anyone like, like that. We're not scary. We don't wear black hats. We don't wear anonymous <laughs> masks. Yeah. Uh, although Luke likes to do videos with anonymous <laughs> masks on. That, one of your videos. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that, that, look, that's just a promotional gimmick. Uh, look, ha have a chat to us and yeah. um, let's see if we can make you more secure. Definitely. No, I really love that. And also I just wanted to say thank you so much for, for your valuable time here, Victor, and um, being our special guest for episode 14 of the Fireside podcast, which is uh, yeah, bridging the gap between people and technology. And uh, we'll, I'll have the, the Encypher um, website address encypher.com.au and anyone can have a look if they're interested in that and it's uh, yeah it's so so great that uh, what you're doing um, you know with your with your projects and, and yourself and um, especially when it comes to community and, and, and giving back as well so absolutely massive respect for that and I really appreciate your time here and, and I hope you have a, a beautiful rest of your day Victor and I'll speak to you again soon thanks Adam it's been my pleasure excellent take care cheers bye Thank you for listening to the Fireside Podcast with your host, Adam Bokert. And the Fireside Podcast is sponsored by Fire. And please feel free to check out their socials on Twitter at FireCorp and Instagram at FireCorp. And we're looking forward to welcoming you for our next episode.